from Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is The Bryant Land Show, hosted by proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Bryant Land Show. Thank you for taking the time to make that download to come in and listen to the podcast audio that we have for you this week. We got a great show for you this week, as always, but before I get into my guest, I want to send my condolences to the family of Marquis Coaston. Uh, Marquis was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He is doing or was doing a raffle in the honor of his wife, and unfortunately, she has passed away and lost her battle with cancer. Um, Marquis is a very uh, strong-willed and strong, a person of strong faith. Just from our conversation, I could tell that. Um, I could also tell just by his post and, you know, videos, things that, you know, he believes in. Um, nevertheless, a very uh, sad and uh, trying time for the family. So if you are a person who believes in the power of prayer and good vibes and things of that nature, please send those along to the Coaston family. Like I said, I am definitely sending uh, my good vibes and prayers and uh, condolences to the Coaston family. Very, very saddened to hear this news. Brightland. The guest this week is Delvin Terry, and we take a dive into the culture of using dogs to hunt, running dogs for rabbits, coons, hogs. Um, this is nothing new, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You know, people have been running dogs to hunt for and since the beginning of time. And I had an interest in just getting into some of the nuts and bolts. Delvin has a group the uh, Houndsmen of America, a uh, group that he has established that helps uh, inner-city kids get into the outdoors, doing some hunting, uh, especially doing hunting with dogs and stuff. Delvin trains uh, dogs, uh, like I said, rabbit dogs, coon dogs, um, the rabbit dogs being a passion of his. So... When I find something that I take an interest in, I rang old Delvin up and said, hey, would you like to be on the show? Come give us some knowledge on running dogs. And, of course, he obliged. So we got together. We talked uh, for a little bit, uh, I think probably about 45, 50 minutes. So we had a great conversation, uh, Delvin from uh, Dayton, Ohio. So you guys uh, just fall back here, take a listen. I'm going to kick back. Uh, and you guys take a listen to my conversation with uh, Mr. Delvin Terry from the Houndsmen of America here on the Brightland Show. Delvin Terry, what's going on, brother? What's going on you in guys, the big city of Dayton? 
you got it, brother, man. It's 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 the big city, man. And it, like I said, it's it, it goes just like everything else goes, man. We're just trying to make a living. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on the show. Welcome to the show, man. Like I said, I man, appreciate, I appreciate it. it, man. I'm glad for having. Me. I'm glad you got me on, brother. Well, that's because you got some stuff going on in Ohio, and you know, usually, like I said, I'm thumbing around, I'm looking at stuff. And I came across uh, your Instagram, the Houndsman of yes, America. Yes, sir. And you guys are doing some big things, doing some real good things there in Ohio. So I was like, man, let me reach out to this brother and see if uh, I can get some information and kind of find out what what you got going on down there. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, we just try to do a little bit of everything, man. Like I said, I, I, uh, I grew up doing, like I said, hunting and fishing and um, you know, being here in the city, you know, you come across people that, that don't see too many African-American young men uh, do what we do. You know what I mean? So I try to try to change the outcome, try to change the outlook on people and make, make them see that, you know, we can do this thing, too. Now, you said you grew up hunting and fishing. Where did you grow up hunting and fishing at? Uh, right here in Ohio. My, my dad is from Laurel, Mississippi. So, okay. um, you know, he came here by way of uh, basketball scholarship to Central State University. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Did you um before you or while you were in you know doing like uh all your hunting and fishing and stuff? Did you play sports or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I played sports. Like I said, I left left high school and played basketball at Miami University for a little while, man. And and uh, you know I ran track and did those things. Like I said, my I came from a sports family, so you know you kind of come across that kind of stuff. And um and, and we try to try to come out and do the best you can at it. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you this question. I, I got a rough guesstimation what the answer going to be, but I want, I want you to keep it 100. Basketball, hunting, and fishing. You, That's always going to – now, now I'm going to say this. It's always hunting and fishing for me. Okay. I love basketball. I mean, it's, it was a passion for me. I played, like I said, I started, started early, but I also started at five years old hunting and fishing too, so. Okay. Um, you know, it's 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 been. I've always had beagles. I've always had dogs, either coon dogs in the backyard or some bird dogs, something. So, it's a passion for me, man. I've been doing it for a long time. So, if I had to go outside in the backyard, if you'd asked me when I was 18 years old, I'd probably go out there and pick up basketball because it, it was just what, what what I was doing on an everyday basis. You know what I mean? I'd go grab that ball. But but as you get older and you start, you know, finalize your priorities and and you start seeing the the passion behind it, and how you can how you can affect other people by doing things that you love doing, and it kind of just gravitated towards my kids, man. And so it's just it's just something that I love to do, man. I help help feeding the people around me, man. With you know a lot of, a lot of older folks can't can't eat the can't go get the meat that they used to go get. So I go get that meat, man, and bring it on. Make sure I have feeding people that don't get a chance to get it like they used to. Oh man, that's what's up. That's what's up right there. Yeah. Now. Let's go back. So you said you, you know, you started like when you were five and stuff. Is that your tradition of a to being a houndsman? That well, was well, like, okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, back back then, like I said, my daddy was a houndsman. My daddy was an avid coon hunter, so he he did a lot of competition coon hunts and and things like that when I was young. And so the older we got, the older I got, you know, he kind of gravitated out of that because he was more he was a, a educator in the school system so he the time frame and the times you know you do a lot of coon hunting at night right and so he always had beagles and bird dogs but but he couldn't do the coon hunting that's his thing that's what he loves to do i mean if you ask him right now 
what it take over anything is going he's going to go coon hunt so um <laughs> but but like I said for me you know I, I grew up with the mainly under running beagles and you know running running bird dogs and so you know that's pretty much my main passion I know how to run them coon dogs I can get them out there in the woods and cut loose at night too but but like I said if if I if I'd have my choice I'm going to get me some beagles man and I'm going I'm going to make make them happen man <laughs> Now that that takes me to my to my next question because I was gonna ask you what what kind of dogs just because we we gonna take this from like ground zero so I want you okay, to okay. explain because I I know a little bit you know I grew up in South Carolina um, I didn't do yeah. a lot of hunting um, you know my great aunt she took me fishing or took all took all of us cousins fishing. Um, you know, from time to time, but I didn't really get into hunting till like late in life, like it is an adult, probably like the last five yeah. or six years or so. And I'm yeah. big, you know, deer, turkey, hog, stuff like that. But dog yeah. hunting, yeah. I know it's something that's always been around and folks do it. And just like anything in life, I mean, it's a skill set, you know, yeah. it's a yeah. skill that you acquire and you perfect, you know, as you go along. So that's right. With, the dogs you said beagles what other kind of dogs do you use and then why particularly the beagle or whatever breed that you choose well like i said you know i my daddy ran uh coon hound so he 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 had them all from plot to reds to blue ticks he but his but his main dog that that he would go pick up at any point in time is the train walker and so that's his thing for for coon dogs and so you like i said you got a, a range of, of different dogs and different breeds that you can pick from and it's it's just by choice just like picking up a samsung or picking up an apple you know you kind of you kind of fall in love with what you kind of grow up with and what you grow around mm-hmm. and so as far as bird dogs or beagles you know i'm a i am an english man i like english corners and so i've had britneys and i've had german short hairs and things like that but you know I enjoy working English pointers because I love the tail, I love the work, I love the, the history of the English pointer. And so as far as running dogs and, and rabbit hunting, you know, beagles is what you normally run with. A lot of folks run, you can run with Jack Russell, you can run with, uh, what you call them dogs? Um, golly, can't think of the name of that dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got bloodhounds. Every, all kinds I was about to say like blood, bloodhounds or yeah, basset yeah. hounds. Yeah, basset hound. You know, that, you can run them with that kind of stuff. But you know, for 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 me, a younger hunter, I like to move fast through the woods. So you know, you got different grades of speed that you kind of look for out of out of rabbit dogs. And so, you know, a rabbit will run in a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what you're looking for when the people start talking speeds and you know what a dog will run. And you, you know, I like a dog that normally normally run about five to a seven speed, maybe maybe eight, depending on what's going on, what he got up. And so that kind of that dog is pushing the rabbit pretty at a good pace, you know. And so, well, like I said, a lot of the guys that I hunt with, I hunt, I grew up hunting around older guys, so okay. you know, I never had a chance to to hunt with someone my age necessarily. Um, I was always hunting with older fellas, and so they ran a lot of slower dogs now, you know what I'm saying? Because they they can't. They can't necessarily move through the woods like they used to. Right. But uh, but you know, as far as as far as the beagles, that's that's pretty much what you got. They got all kinds of different beagles you can pick from with blue ticks, tricolors, you know, reds and different things like that. But it's like I said, it just comes to by choice what you what you choose to go pick from and what breed uh, that you're coming out, what kennel you want to get into. And all um, all those like the different names that you name, and those are just the different breeds. 
those are just different breeds. Now you got beagles. That's just what you, just different breed of the beagle. You know, it just mm-hmm. just like if German Shepherd or, or Pit Bull, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have a different kennel name out of that. And so when you're gonna find you like they they all got different looks, a different different feature about them, a different history or a different pedigree in it. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, you know, you just you just try to find which one you think works best and which one got the the, the better the stronger history behind him and like i said you might you might want to start your own breed but you're not necessarily starting it because like i said if you go get uh, a good dog um and you got a dog that ain't really started much yet but she she got she got she's showing some potential you know and you, you you might want to put her up against one of your good males or something like that you go ahead and breed her mm-hmm. and you know you kind of it's pretty much what you choose to do by that time you know you're just a good dog and you're trying to start another good dog it's just it just just happens like that yeah, but, I- but Oh no! Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. You got it, brother. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So, are you training all these dogs yourself? Is that like something that's been passed down to you as well? Like you do the whole yes, operation yourself? I, I do it. Like I said, you know that that is my main passion is working dogs. So, and a lot of folks say they they know me by because I, I I got the patience to train and work a dog. Some folks don't have that patience to sit down and want to get in the grit with the dog. But you got to do that when you're working any kind of dog. Um, you got to be patient. You got to put them through the test and you got to be able to do what most folks won't do to get the best out your dog. Mm. And so, you know, when it comes to beagles and it comes to, to any dog that you got that you want to put in the woods, you got to be able to go through uh, and get down in the creek, get down in the swamp, get down in the briars and, and show them how to do it. Because a puppy, like I said, if you start a dog, start a puppy, you either starting with his mama or starting behind another dog and they'll follow behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to start him behind a good dog because that dog, you know, is going to get under the brush. You're going to get into this. You don't want to start him behind nobody, no dog that's hanging around your feet because he's just going to stand around your feet. Huh. But but you, what you want to do is, you know, you want to make sure you're getting the briars and, and shaking them up too, talking to them, making them feel confident, making them feel that it's okay to get down in there and search. And then once, you, like I said, you get up a rabbit or if you get up that coon, you know, you, you're just praising him and working in it. And, you know, it's it's a process. It it, it it takes a while. Um, sometimes it starts faster. Sometimes it starts slower. It just all depends on the dog and all it depends on the consistency that you put into that dog. I was going to say, how often are you working with them when you when you got a dog out there like that? I'm trying, like I said, I work, I work, you know, full time. But like I said, when I come home from work, I'm trying to put dogs in the woods. I'm trying to take them, you know, around the corner, trying to look, cut them loose in the field. But nine times out of ten, you know, you're trying to work as much as you can. It's it. When you get, anytime you get some free time, you either, you don't got to go far. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're working with puppies, you can just work backyard and backyard, dragging the hide around, you know, talking to him, teaching him, you know, giving him the sounds and the things that you're going to be talking to him in, in the woods. Uh, when we're working with, with my pointers and stuff like that, it's different techniques that you would use, uh, whether it be holding and wooing. So all those different techniques that you could use, you can work that at the house, you know, and then once time to hit the field, you know, you implement different training for the field time too. Man, now are you? How heavy are you into nutrition with them? Because I've seen lately, you know, back when you know when I was growing up, people had dogs, whether they're for like hunting or just like a family dog. You know, they uh-huh. was outside. They had the doghouse. You might get them some apple, some Purina. You know, dry yeah. food, wet food, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But nowadays. It's almost just like with humans, like it's become a science as far as like nutrition yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, what do you yeah. what do you do with that? Like, are you heavy into it? Are you like super particular about what you well, feeding them? Or I'm not I'm not real particular. 
you know, you want to find one that works good for your dog. Each dog is different. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you know, you have a main one that, you know, get a high protein and a good fat content in it, especially during hunting season when your dog is running and heavy. He, he's burning a lot of energy, burning a lot of calories. Right. You know, you want to make sure they're getting the good good proteins in them, the good fats and and, and uh, everything that, that that's make sure they're going to get back to where they want to. Because you got to think about it, a dog running, you know, 25 miles a day, you know, if you're cutting him out there, cutting him loose, you know, in a hunt, you can run 25 miles at, at least. And, um, and going, like you said, going fast, what, like seven to seven to eight miles an hour? Yeah. Well, well, it's not the whole time now. You have to think about a dog moving and working and searching through the woods. So he covered, right. he's covering over 25 miles uh, in, a, in, a, in a land. Like, so if we if we hit a spot that's, that's let's say, 600 acres mm-hmm. and in between that, he could be running a rabbit four or five times in a circle. He could be running, you know, uh, 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 a couple hundred yards one way and then a couple hundred yards the next way. But they they moving in pretty pretty fast. And so and for a hunter, you're still moving and working through those woods, too. You might cover 10 miles. Right. You might cover 20 miles. Not knowing, you know, moving back and forth through the woods. Like I said, the, the patch might only be 600 acres, but you moving, you're doing a lot of moving and walking. So, uh, <laughs> I can t- like I tell people, like I tell some of these young cats, you know, they, you can get in there and do a lot of working out and pumping all that iron. But I tell you what, you put these boots on and put that shotgun on your back and come out of there with some meat. You going you going to put some work in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it, the cardio, like man, like I was looking at, you know, just different like rabbit hunts and you know people that run coons and stuff. Even with um. Hogs. I've hunted hogs yeah. with um hunted hogs with, with dogs, dogs before. Yeah. Um yeah. with uh hounds, um not so much catch pits, but with hounds. And yeah. man, that ain't no joke. Like that ain't no. that ain't like deer hunting where you can kind no. of just, you know, get in the trees and sit and uh, get in the <laughs> blind and sit and you know and just kinda yeah. wait for something to happen, man. It's like yeah. from the time they touch down, like when dude yeah. dropped the gate and they out of the gate. It's time to go. And that I'll tell you now. Let me ask you this, because I when I when I did the hog hunt, the eeriest uh-huh. thing but funnest thing to me was okay, you drop the gate and they just take off, and yeah, it's like I love that part. dead silent until uh-huh. they come up on the hog, and then it's just yeah, like out of nowhere, just <laughs> just like yeah. that silence, yeah. Yeah, is, it, to it, is it the same? <laughs> is it the same kind of rush like when you running running rabbits and stuff? It, it, it is, man. I'm telling you, that, and that's the passion behind it. You know, when you got a good dog, like I said, just just a couple weeks ago, um, I had a young dog, and we were out there, and you know, he he happened to bump his own rabbit, and you could tell when a dog bumps his own rabbit, his his tenacity, his bark, his his whole personality changed. He, <laughs> he he he'd have ran up on him, and you like, oh man, well you really excited for him because you know you. Is you don't put all that work in, that training, and and you you're excited for the dog to to know that he is finally clicking. Right. And so you know when you get when you get in the woods and people say, oh, I just want to come in and listen to the hounds run. That's pretty much that's pretty much what it is because you the like you say think about it through the week we training and running and training and running. By the time we hit the weekend or something like that, and we finally get a chance to cut loose and relax. It's pretty much therapy, you know. Yeah. And you and you just sitting back listening, talking shit with your buddy. And y'all just listen to them dogs, and you listen to, oh, that's that dog there. That's that first dog. Well, you hear him, you can hear him open up because you start learning the different voices of the dogs, and you can call your dog out of a pack and tell it who dog that is started, who dog jumped that dog that that rabbit. And the same goes for, like I said, running running coons. You know what I'm saying? You know 
whose dog strike first or, or who dog did this. And, and it, it just, once you start learning the sound of your dog's voice and it's just, it's just hiding, man. And I tell you, you, you get, you get that blood pumping. And I could tell my daddy, he ain't never been a big, a big coon hunter or a big, a big deer hunter. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I started deer hunting a lot when I, when I got out of high school and I did, like I said, did bow hunting. You know, I, I, you know, you really don't understand what people say when these things. You get buck fever. Yep. You don't necessarily, you don't necessarily get that when you go gun hunting. When you go, when you go, when you go with a gun, it's not the same because, like I said, you, he might come out a hundred yards and you just throw it down on him. Right. But when you, when you get, when you get in that tree stand and you know, that bad boy creeping up behind you, hit him, you hear them leaves crunching and you can't see him yet. And I try to I try to explain to him like said, boy, you feel like your heart about to jump out the chest. Oh, it, it it's nothing like it. People that I've talked to, or people that listen to my show regularly, I've said this a million times, and I will continue to say it as long as I live. Until you have been in a tree, yeah. and you got a bow, and you draw down on an animal that is ten, mm-hmm. fifteen maybe 20 yards away. Now, I know some shots, you know, some guys, they taking shots at yeah. 30 and 40, and I'm not knocking anybody. You know, do whatever. Yeah. But for you, uh, for me, rather, when I get that animal close, yes, sir. whether it's a doe, buck, hog, whatever, when yeah. you get them in that 10 to 15, turkey, when you get them in that yeah. 10 to 15-yard range about it, with a bow, oh, man, <laughs> that, that's what it's all about. I know it, man. You can, like I said, you can see the, like I said, you, you can see that that the, the steam coming out of his nose. I mean, it's so close. You see his muscles shaking. I mean, like I said, I didn't have. You get them and they get to catch you in. They stomping at you. Now you're trying to hold your hold back yep. from, from from getting busted. It's it's an it's an experience, man. I've been trying to get my dad on it for years, man. He like I said, he 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 said, let's go coon hunt. If I if I bring it up, <laughs> it can't be going coon hunt, man. He don't care nothing about no deer. <laughs> yeah, I I sat this year and I watched one feed probably for it felt like twenty minutes or so. It was probably only about like between five and ten, but it felt like it was ever forever. Yeah. And I just sat there and watched her feed and I mean like I couldn't hear nothing else but the corn yeah. crunching. Like that's and all that she was sitting there just, just crunching and, and corn. It, it could get like that for, for rabbit hunting. Like I said, you think about a dog. When the dog just running, running a rabbit, and you done finally cut up, and they run this big patch coming down this fence row, sometimes that rabbit might become fast, sometimes it might become a slow. And so what you got to do, you got to sit quiet, because that rabbit pinning his ears back right now, when he running with his ears back, he he running hard. But when he start tipping, he got them ears up. He listening to what's ahead of him and what's behind him. And so you you try you really trying to sit still as as good as you can. So you you covering the woods, trying to look to see if you see any movement, see him coming down there. Sometimes, you know, if you're not experienced, you're missing. He'll get right by you. you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I took some young hunters uh, hunting a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it's fun because, you know, it's all good and fun. You, you start hearing folks, they shooting, they shooting. And, Did you get him? And you don't hear nobody say nothing. Did you yeah, get him? you get real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get real quiet. You know, <laughs> you, know, it's about, you know, we give everybody fun, give a little hell, man. But like I said, it, it happens to everybody, you know. You come up missing, you know, you might hear me shoot a couple of times, two or three times. You get him now. He call the dogs. Call the dogs. Put him on him. <laughs> Man, shit. you talking about how fast them jokers move. I was sitting in the stand one morning, and it was real quiet. You know, maybe birds was doing what they was doing or whatever. Uh-huh. And I hear this rustling 
And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's a squirrel or what's going on. I look across the field. I was hunting over a food plot. I look across uh-huh. the field, and I see a rabbit just hauling ass. Like, I saw him, and then I yeah. didn't. And it wasn't yeah. nothing behind him. I don't know where the hell he was going because it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't anything behind him, like a bobcat or a coyote. Nothing yeah. was behind him. But it was like I heard him, I saw him, and then I didn't. <laughs> and he was gone. And I was just yeah. like, yeah. man, trying to trying to put – you know, some pellets are trying to put a shot on one of them things, man. That now you talk about some skill. Hey, I mean, it it could it could get it could get to the point where you know they can you jump him and he might be right ahead of you. Get the cutting out real fast, and you know you you got to put that bead on him. But sometimes sometimes you'd be surprised. You know, he come down and he'll sit and tip right in front of you, and you know you get your good shot. Or sometimes you might catch one bedded. But like I said, when them dogs is running one and and he coming. Mm-hmm. And you and he and you start throwing some lead at him, you'd be surprised. He start moving, start to zigzag, and you, you know, hitting trees and hitting everything, shooting ahead of him, <laughs> shooting behind him. It like it, 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 it could get it could get a little intense. But like I said, you know, for the most part, it's all about you know slowing everything down for yourself. You know what I mean? Right. And as long as long as you can sit there and, and calm yourself down and kind of just take your time and put that beat on him, you'll be all right. Like a lot of young hunters guys who are new to it they rush they try to rush the shot get too excited try to rush the shot same same we're kind of like deer hunting you know mm-hmm. you, you you're gonna miss your shot because you rushed it instead of taking your time and putting the place in it where you need to be you know you want to you want to go ahead take your time because sometimes you might need to get that shot in between a gap or a gully before it crosses the creek or before you get behind a branch or a tree you know but you gotta sometimes you're, you're not experienced enough to place that shot it's just it just depends on what you want to do? Sometimes you like I said, I tell people sometimes put it, put that beat on him and try to throw some lead at him. Long ain't no dogs or nothing in the around. You ain't got nobody beyond you You're on your background. Right. Make sure you call him out and, and being as safe as you can be within that area. I like to call names and see where people at in the woods, man. So um, you know, make sure that we all are safe first before you, especially when the dogs start to run him because that rabbit could get in between us, and you know you might have somebody. Oh, I see him and getting like I said, getting excited. And you be he may not see you. In Ohio, you know what I'm saying, some people don't like to wear they they, they orange, their hunter orange. But like I said, you can't come hunting with me without no hunter orange. I got to be up to see. No. And that was what I was going to ask you. Like, is there certain, like, because when, like you say, when you get the dogs and they start running and rabbits zigzagging and, you know, you all over the, you know, the woods and stuff, is yeah. there a certain, like, formation? Like, what, outside of the, the well, hunter orange, like, what other safety precautions you taking? And you kind of yeah. just went into it, like you said, calling out names. and Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, if you if you out ahead of me, or if they say it's a group of five guys that get out in the woods, and this patch that we about to hit, if it's a small little fence row, edge row we hitting, we might put two guys on one side, cut the dogs loose, and let them run the edge. Mm-hmm. And so we already know that you might have the right side, I got the left side. But when we get up and get into the woods, you know, we're going to spread out a little bit. And some guys move a little further ahead, depending on where the dogs and how the dogs is moving. So I might call you, hey, hey, bro, where you at? Where you at? You might say, I'm here. I'm up top. I, say, I got your position. Now I know where you at. And I'm going to stay still and stay placed. Because, like I said, dogs is running. But you want to, you, you're going to figure out what direction they're running to. And I want to find out who to the left of me, who to the right of me, how close we are, how far apart we are. That way I can understand where my, my lanes of shooting going to be. Right. And so, you know, it, it's all about, and some guys don't like to respond, you know, in the woods. Like I said, you might call the name, hey, where you at? They, you know, the dogs might be running rabbit to them. They don't want to speak. But like I said, I'm all about safety first. I don't care about where a rabbit might be coming from. I'm going to let you know I'm right here. You might see a rabbit behind me 
and you might be ready to shoot at one, and I can't. I'm not telling you where I'm at. You right. know what I mean? And you mess so, around and get peppered. And I mess around a... and get shot trying to be cute in the woods, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you all that, man. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's one thing that I'm, I'm kind of curious about, because when we did that hog hunt here in South Georgia, it was the guy that was on controlling the, the dog, myself, mm-hmm. And my son. So the three of us are kind of like we're pretty much, you know, together. And then, you know, dogs are out doing their thing. I think he had like two hounds working. And when they get to the pig, like I said, it's not like they catch, you know, like they bay them up. up. So and I was hunting with my bow. And Uh in the back of my mind, all day was just like don't let me hit this man dog. Please don't yes, let me uh, hit this man dog. Now, now you brought something up, brother. I don't do, <laughs> I don't have my dog shot. And, okay, see, that's what I was working towards because, like, that day I was fine. I put the arrow right through. Like, the dogs was kind of, like, one was behind them. One was yeah. in front of her, and I put the arrow yeah. right behind her shoulder. No harm, yeah. no foul. And everybody yeah. went home happy. That was going to yeah. be my question, especially <laughs> with bird shot. Like, yeah. if you had, like, a dog shot yeah. or... Yeah, yeah. I'd have had a shot, man. So, this is how it went down, man. I I wasn't going to go hunting this 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 day. And and uh, so, my buddy called me and said, hey, man, I'm gonna, let me run later. I said, all right, you got it, man. Go on, cut it loose. And uh, he said, you going? I said, no, nah, I ain't going to be able to make it out this day, man. I might go with you on that, whatever. And so... He cut loose, but that, that day I I'm I'm getting the, I'm getting at the house and I got the itch. I said, man, hell, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go cut loose. I still had some hounds at the house, and I said, well, I'm I'm gonna go and cut loose. So I went and hit this pit patch of property that I normally hit me in the part of mine, and uh, I hear some dogs running on the other on the other side of the woods, the other, other probably about, probably say about three four hundred yards to the left of me while I'm running. And so, like I said, me being the man I am, I like to know who who I'm in the woods with, and so. I, I get to walking. I call, I'm calling out, hey, how y'all? Who are? So I come to find out walking up on some guys. I didn't know the guys. Hey, how y'all doing? And my, the guy I went with, the guy who used my dog, he he told me who he was going with. So I knew the guys. I said, hey, man, where, where my man at? He said, uh, oh, he's back there. I said, how lady doing? And he got quiet for a second. Oh, man. Lord. I said, what's happening, man? Oh, she's been shot, man. She's bleeding real bad. I said, what you talking about? He said, man, he got the shooting at him. Got the shooting. The dog the dog was running a rabbit. The dog ran the rabbit, man. This is what I say. You know, you got to be mindful of the uh, uh, of guys that you hunt with. And some people, you know, everybody ain't got the, the same mindset around working dogs as you. Mm-hmm. And so lady, lady had run the hell out of the rabbit. She run it hard and hard and hard. I'm telling you, she put it on it. But she, when she get the rabbit, sometimes a dog like a reward. Then she'll walk around with it. So she'll pick the rabbit up and she'll walk around with it, you know. Just that's her reward. I don't mind that dog. I, I'm gonna get the rabbit by the time you ain't tearing my meat up. Right. And so you know the the guy he shoot he didn't kill the rabbit already. You know he trying to down the dog down down down, but he's shooting at the ground. And so he done grazed the ear. I mean clean off, <sighs> clean off. When I tell you, boy, when I tell you, man, I like I said, I I could at that moment in time I couldn't go see I couldn't go see about it because I was so frustrated, man. I was so frustrated and hot. I, I turned around and went on out the woods. I, I, I called my dad, taught him frustration, taught him what happened. I, said, I was probably about, I said about 20, about 20 years old at this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm still young, you know. I'm, I, I got a little silliness in me, you know. I, and, I, and I said, I said, uh, I said, I can't see him right now. I can't see him, you know. And uh, 
we got to talking, you know, I told him how, how upset I was. He took the dog to the vet, went and got him treated and everything. And so I was I was just scared and worried about how my dog going to be after I got him back. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, so when I got the dog back, you know, I, I gave it I gave it until she healed up real good and strong. And uh, uh, her confidence. I just wanted to see how her confidence was in the woods. And so I took her with me. It was just me, her. And I put her in with two other dogs that I know she was comfortable with. And uh, we got to working and working. It took about, us, took about I'd say, about 45 minutes. We got in there, hit a, hit a rabbit. And so lady was good. She would go down. She would go in the deepest patch, deepest pile in a hole, and no matter what it was. So I knew if she didn't get in no patch, I knew if she didn't get in no bras, I knew if she didn't get up in it, something was wrong. You know, something, something, she ain't there. She ain't ready. Right. And so I saw the rabbit get up. The rabbit hit the pile. The rabbit hit the pile. And um, I, I hear her open up. Oh, oh. I said, oh, all right, lady. Talk to me. Talk to me, lady. <laughs> so she got she get in there. And they, I got up on top of the hill with her, and I see her down in this hole. She in there, all you can hear down in the hole. She, she could hear it. I said, I got to go get her. I said, but I, I, I said, I'm going to get to you, girl. I'm just glad to hear you down there trying to get to her. So I was, you know, I was excited for her. And uh, was, the rabbit cut out of there. I was able to kill that rabbit over top of her. She wasn't scared of the shot after that. Like I said, she brought the rabbit back to me. But like I said, it made me real weary about, you know, letting guys just use the dog, man. You know, you never know who you hunt with. What kind of mindset people got, man? And like I said, that boy, that I was like I said, twenty years. I was twenty years old, man. That messed me up for a little while. <laughs> wow, that yeah. that are you and the guy still on good terms? Yeah, I mean, we we like I said after after I talked to him, you know, what I mean, he kind of explained to me the situation. I still to this day can't fathom it because as a responsible man, I don't. I'm not gonna shoot down on nothing to get my to get what I want. Right. You see, what I mean that that's not how I handle business, you know. If I want a dog to come to me, I'm gonna get down, put the get down and talk to her. I'm gonna go down her and make sure she understands that I'm 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 the one in charge. I don't gotta shoot for her to understand that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh but like I said, that that's that's the trainer in me. That's 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 the that's the patient training, you know, dog trainer, dog handling me. You know, everybody don't know how to handle dogs and so you just gotta educate people. Some people don't know they don't just don't don't know how. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, don't have yeah, the skill set. Exactly. They just don't understand that. Like I said, they just think, oh, she's going to eat my rabbit up. My dog going to, you know, eat my meat up. Man, listen, dog, it's, it's so many rabbits out here, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a rabbit. <laughs> I ain't worried about that. I'm glad my dog want a rabbit. You see what I'm saying? Like I said, I spend so much time and, and training. You hate to see a dog get off on deer. I done had that happen to me. You know, you run dogs a lot. You cut loose on a deer. You be trying to cross counties to go get that dog. So it, as long as that dog running rabbits... And if he if he if he wants that rabbit that bad and he that hungry to want it, if I ain't got to him by the time I done shot it, like if you done shot a rabbit, you are, hopefully you shot him within time within a within a range that you can walk to go get it mm-hmm. before the dogs get. So by the time the dogs are fit, getting getting up to him, you should be at least standing over top of your rabbit watching the dogs come to you. At least, at least something. Right. <laughs> so so the dogs should unless you can't find him. Like a lot of times, you know, you can hit a rabbit. And he's still moving, still running. The dogs, the dogs catch him. And so, like I said, I got dogs, some dogs. Like I said, a dominant dog out of the pack will pick a pick a rabbit up and bring him back. But you got some dogs that'll fight over rabbits. But I try not to deal with no no crazy mess in the pack. You know what I'm saying? You have issues like that. But but other than that, man, like I said, you you just try to be as as safe and as 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 responsible as you can be when you're out there, man. Now, what um you say you run them with deer and stuff too? Can you you no do- no. 
Now, I, I don't like I said I don't. We here in Ohio, we can't we can't we can't run deer uh, deer dog here. Okay. Um, you know, so I have I haven't had the experience of running running dogs on deer legally down there, like I said, like y'all do down south. Right. But 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 up here, like I said, if you get a dog, if I get a rabbit dog that runs deer, I can't. I ain't got no use for him no more because he, I can't cut him loose in my pack. He like Bambi too much. You understand? <laughs> right. Right. So I I can't. He he didn't he didn't got a hold of that that, that nose and it. Yeah, sometimes you can break him off of it. Sometimes you can break him. You know, if it's a young dog and, and you, you you can get him off of it, he can understand. But sometimes he can't. Sometimes you he like it too much. It's hard to break. <laughs> can you? Is it the same thing? Because uh, you said that you got some bird dogs too. And, yeah. Uh, so uh-huh. is that like for like dove and pheasant and stuff like that, or? Yeah, yeah. So so you know what I do with my English pointers. You know, it's upland birds. So I got quail pheasant grouse um you got woodcock here that we work so all of those different things i mean i take him i take him out dove hunting and stuff like that but it's more of a, a retrieve when we go dove hunting um you know you, you knock a bird down out the sky you send the dog to go retrieve it whereas uh if i'm if i'm upland bird hunting or pheasant hunting and we hit a we hit a patch just like we would be rabbit hunting working the patch or working the field the dog would lock up mm-hmm. now i'm sure i'm sure that like i said they do a big time down there and and Georgia, you got down south in Alabama. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Durrell Smith. Um, and, and he does a lot of uh, bird hunting down that way. He's right there in Georgia where you at, man. But, uh, oh, okay. you know, he he, uh, he gets down on them birds just like like I'd get up here, man. And, and he, he's getting into the competition. Huh? I ain't had much chance to, to do any trial hunts and stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Being so busy with the kids and all. But, but like I said, that's pretty much what I like to do, man. I, I, I get into shoot-to-retrieve tournaments and, and competition trials. Um, and I like to say that within the next year or so, um, you know, maybe get some, getting through some trials for, for rabbit hunting too. Like I said, I haven't, haven't done much trialing for rabbit hunting. Uh, it's been more of a passion and, 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 and joy instead of doing it more in the competition. Unless I got, like I said, I, I haven't had a dog that I, that I would want to put in there yet. What, uh, are the competitions? Are they like, different levels like local state then like national yeah. and yeah yeah okay. you got you got local you got regional your districts you got nationals and you got you got larger tournaments and larger trials that you would get to that would give you more points to go towards you know you at you, you all your points like it like if i had a a good dog and and i've, I've been putting her in a lot of tournaments you would she would accrue a, a certain amount of points and so if she once she gets to a stage of so many points you know you, you can you can add her to a list or she gets points based on certain things that she does in a trial. So it, it, it just all depends on what kind of trial you in. And, uh, it got horse trials. You got shoot to retrieve trials. You got, um, regular dual trials where you're going against another guy to, and, and he's cutting his dog loose too. So it, it's, it's all different things. Once you get in and you study the game, um, it's, it's, it's good to get a part of, but like I said, it's, it's one of those things that you, it takes a lot of studying for both the hunter and both the, the, the dog because the dog has to understand the game as well. So, you know, when you take a, a, a gun dog into a field trial, some gun dogs do really, really well. Mm-hmm. But because when you call shoot to retrieve, that dog has to be steady to retrieve, which means when I shoot, when he points, he has to hold that point for, for a certain amount of seconds. Then... I flush the bird. I, I kick the bird. He has to still hold while I shoot the bird down, 
then I release him to retrieve, and then he brings the bird to hand. So it, it, it's it's all points. All that all he gets points for each one of those steps. And so it just all depends on which 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 trial or what kind of hunt you you're going to to, and it, it just depends on dog. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, we I enjoy all those things, man. And that's pretty much why I say, you know, I wanted to get these young men and young women here in the city to understand that there's other things that you can probably give your give your give your time and attention to that other than you know uh, crazy life styles and hitting the club and shooting at everybody every other week, you know what I mean? So Right, running the streets we, and all that. Running the streets and all that little stuff, man. You know, you try you try to give other people, give them another outlook and let them know that, you know, you, your people, your people didn't, they didn't, they didn't start off just doing this. So when you hear, when you, oh man, you hunt, that's what you do. It's, you should be, you should be understanding that my grandfather hunted. My, my great grandfather did this so that I could get, that's the only way they could eat. You know, that's the only way they could get a meal on the table. They couldn't go to no grocery store like you go to the grocery store today. Right. So, it was it was a, a method of of survival. That's right. That's right, brother. And that that's one thing that's like it's not lost on me. Like I'm fortunate that, you know, by the time I started, you know, doing it, I could do it for like for sport and for fun yeah. and release. Cause yeah. I always used to joke, I was like, if it was up to if if my hunting was based on us eating. Like if it was, if that was what uh, determined whether or not we was gonna eat, we starved because I was not good <laughs> at it when I first started. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, yeah. I had to, you know, I had to figure it out. And of course, you especially, know, I was still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, and like I said, you know, people don't realize how much it goes in, time, the effort, the planning, the strategic planning that you put into it. You know, I'm not sure if y'all can plot food, put plant plant plots down there. Can y'all, oh yeah, y'all... we plot. Oh. Um, I food plot, and you know, I do. Um, sometimes do I do straight. I bait like straight corn, and then sometimes yeah. I got um, the uh, the feed, like the protein yeah. feed and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm all about whatever you know gives me an advantage, man. Whatever. Right. You me know. too. Me too, brother. Like you said, and, and like I said, I I, I I'm. I'm all about the meat. I'm all about the sport. At the end of the day, like I said, we just went hunting. I ain't brought no meat back to my house. I mean, I'm always giving it away. Like I said, I, I got guys that say, oh, man, I need that. My grandmama says she needs something. I, go ahead, man. Get that, man. I got I got a few up here. Protect it. Like I said, the season, our season will be over with on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm going to try my best to try to get out if I got the time, depending on what my wife say. You know, you got to try to please and do all the honeydews before you get out in the woods. You know? Yeah, say that, and I, that, that's the one thing I always tell guys. Like I don't have that problem. The only thing I got to worry about is if my if my son got something going on or if my daughter got yeah. something going on. But yeah, the honey yeah. the honeydew ain't ain't an issue. I make fun of my buddy all the time. You talking about he want to go hunting, and the next thing you know, he on a cruise somewhere. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. good luck yeah. with that. Enjoy it. Yeah, man. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough, man. My wife, you know, she understands my passion. She understands my love for it, man. And she's supportive of everything that I do, man. So that's I try. I, I try. But, you know, you try as a, as a man and as a husband to, to give back. You know, you, you, you know, you, you hunt. You, she sees you out so much. I hunt so much. So I want to give that opportunity for her to be able to know that I can that I give my time and effort back to her as well. You know, no doubt. Whatever she want to do, I'm going I'm gonna to try my best to do that for her because. When I get out there, I, I'm, I love my dogs, man. I, I, I'm a, she, she knows I, I'm going hunting, so we ain't got nothing to do. Right. That's speak what you up. go. You be, right. You better speak now, forever hold your peace. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm with you on that. How how long yeah, y'all yeah. been together? 
Well, we've been together for 11 years, man. Been married for six. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, Congratulations, man. So we man. got three kids, man. And like I said, my oldest is 14. And uh, like I said, it should be a, should be a sophomore next year. So, That's you know, I, between between different dance and all that kind of stuff, like I said, my time, man, it's, it's here and there. I try to get in where I fit in. Yeah. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Now, we was talking before, and you were saying, you know, like helping kids and giving them options and stuff. Yeah. Housemen yeah. of America. I seen, mm-hmm. you know, different posts and stuff for that. I saw a magazine yeah. Uh, yeah. cover. Yeah. So tell so, me about that. What what you got going on with that? So so what we're trying to do, man, we, like you said, I, I, we have a brand initially started with the brand. And so the brand is to give kids, you know, like I said, so many options, so many, so many times you see people and the brands of shirts, just the camo. It's just camouflage deer hunting, camouflage duck hunting. Right. And that's all we kind of see because that's so mainstream right now. It's, it's, it's kind of surpassed, you know, small game hunting in certain areas. Like I said, for us, for me. I still I know how large and how big time get you know small game rabbit hunting and, and coon hunting is because I'm around it all the time. Right. But it, but but you know we don't we don't get to see that portion of it and wear it with style like a Nike shirt or Adidas shirt or you know a, a polo. And so so I tried to come up with something for 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 a young generation to kind of wear with pride to say I am a rabbit hunter I am a coon hunter and it kind of has some style with it. You know they got all these different colors that they wear that they can wear with the shoes now. So I kind of try to put it out there for them to be able to, to rock it uh, where it don't have to be just camouflage. It could be something that you can jump out the truck and go to a basketball tournament with, or go to a dance recital and still feel like you straight. You know what I mean? So that's how that started. And it's kind of gravitated and it's turned into to, to what I say, you know, we get more attention because of the, of the passion that we share with other people with about our next generation and how passionate I am about giving back to them and allowing them to see, that there's another option and that, that, you know, being a young African-American man, a young African-American king, that you can do other things beyond just, um, you know, play a basketball or hit a baseball or run track, that you can, you know, find ways to get out there in the field and see what them young men do on TV every Saturday. You can go do a, you know, get in a bass tournament fisherman and be on the Bass Pro magazine, just like, just like you see on TV. So I want to give them all these options that you're not just this young, you know what I mean? Right. You don't have to be pigeonholed into, that's right. It's a one thing. That's right. That's right, brother. So, so that, that is my goal for my, not only my, my little Queens, my little princesses, my little prince here at the house, but for the young Kings and Queens that are in the street as well. Now, are you um, doing like any kind of like nonprofit work, or are you just kind of like rounding up folks that you know yeah, yeah, and just taking them out? And yeah, it's all it's all based on you know because I like I said when I when I uh, when I left when I came out of college I went in to be a, a, a corrections officer at the juvenile detention center. Okay, and so I was there for for eight years, man, and so you know I got to see firsthand what 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 what, what our streets and what our young generation is going through and what they what they're doing. And so, you know, like I said, I've always been hunting. I've always done this. So when I'm in there, they oh, Mr. Terry, Mr. Terry, you hunt, Mr. Terry, you fish. Yeah, man, you know, we sit down and we talk and we can chop it up about some things. Like, man, what you get? What you get this week, Mr. Terry? So we we talking and I'm I'm seeing the interest. You, you see what I'm saying? I'm seeing right. that. I'm seeing that little light bulb of, of something that, oh, man, that's cool. And you try. You, so I'm trying to use that as something to give back to them. And so whether it be us throwing a fish fry up or whether it's a, a little uh, – fishing derby or if we have a little a little day where we can just go do some plinking you know just something for young kids to be able to do 
uh, something different because like I said not every young man can get out in the woods with a gun and go hunting. So I try to emphasize that, that, you know, we don't just take any and every young man out there in the woods. We you still have some things that you got to complete first before you can make that steps. You know, there's steps to getting there. And so, you know, you got hunter safety courses that you must pass and things that you got to do before you get there. But we can take the, the, the steps of showing you gun safety and how to handle a weapon and how to be able to use this. It's not, not just pistols out here that you can, that, 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 that you shoot this, you can also use this, this 22 rifle, this shotgun, this 14 here to, and how to handle it in, in an appropriate manner so that you don't look silly when you pull it out. Right. Right. Learning the functions and how, right. to safe, how to safely use that, that weapon. And then another thing too, I'm pretty sure that you probably emphasize to them, you know, if you don't get your life together or get your, mm-hmm. you know, get yourself together, you That's know, right. if you get a felony, your That's hunting right. privileges and gun privileges is out the window. It's over. So I got I got a lot of buddies, you know, I got a lot of buddies that are at that point, you know, where they, they can't take no they can't get no guns. They can no longer go hunting with me, you know what I'm saying? They can't do those things. But like I said, you you have to understand your lane and understand this the 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 groups of guys you want to hang around. If you want to continue going into that 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 same old cycle of hey, I gotta go hang out, I gotta go, I gotta go, not knowing like I tell people, I tell the tailor, tell them, you know, everybody don't love you. Like while we was down there, when you, when we was, when I was working downtown, they are, oh man, that's my partner. That's my homie. But your homie didn't come see you. Right. You know, your mama came to see you. Your uncle came to see you. Your daddy came to see you. None of them, none of them cats that you calling your brothers and everybody, none of them brothers came down here to see you. So understand who is in your corner. And when you understand who is in your corner, when you understand what, what is really packed, serious about your own life take control of your own life and doing the things that matter to you and your family that's what really matters not calling everybody your brother not calling everybody your, your homie your friend and i can tell them you know understand those things first take control of those little portions of your life things that you can control as a young man and young woman then you know your life will change beyond those things because you're you're taking control of what you can control here at your house whether it be cleaning up your bedroom whether it be cleaning that bathroom up whether it be yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whether it be walking out, open the door for the next, you know, grandmother, the grandfather that you got there, all of those little things that people, we these kids don't do no more. You know what I mean, brother? Yeah. So, no, they, yeah. I'm I'm the same way with my, I remember when I was coming up, you know, you'd, you'd be with your parents and they'd be like, you know, go and do whatever for your grandma. Go get that down right. for your grandma. Go get this or whatever. Yeah, I'm the same I way. Still, I'm the same way with my two. Today. Yeah, I'm the, yeah. I'm the same way with my two. It, yeah. and instead of me, of course, I can do it if I need to, but it's like, go get them groceries out the car for your grandma. Yeah, go get, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you go that's do right. that so that way it's in your mind. And, and right. now, like, some of the best compliments that I hear about my son and daughter is just, like, how they – at the church or whatever, you know, they yeah. helping like the senior citizens or right. opening the door. Like you say, just right. little stuff that right. down the road, I mean, that's just a part of being a, a young man or young woman. That's it. That's it. And so now, like to this day, you know, I, I carry myself, you know, like a, like a man's supposed to be, but everybody's, you military, Mr. Terry, you military. No, I'm not military. I just, I just respect the, the people I, the, the, my elders, I respect those around me. So, I don't have, you don't have to be in the military. You don't have to go through some type of procedure. Mom, mom, I, I, I wore some ass whoopings. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wore some. My daddy, my daddy instilled some things in me. But like I said, as a, as a, as a young man, a hunter and, and things that I did, it was, 
that's what I was able in order for me to be able to get out of the bed and go, I had to make sure those things are done. Make sure you go toss the trash out. Make sure you take call your grandmother when you get out of school to check on it. Like I said, you don't you don't think about that stuff back then or how important that stuff is. Like I said, my grandfather's 89 years old. It's 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 important to me now, so much so much now that, that I reach out and talk to him, go sit down there at church service with him and, and put my hands on him. Because you like I said, you don't know when, bro. Right. And so, you know, you wanna you wanna instill those those things into your children to understand that not everything is is for certain, not everything is promised to you. So do those things and, and appreciate those people around you who are who are encouraging your life. And, and and do the best that you can. That's all I ask my kids is do the best you can, do what you told, and you can get whatever you want from me. Man, that's what's up. <laughs> Delvin, where can yes. people find you at, bro? Where where can we, you know, folks get the shirts, you know, support the housing yeah. of America, you know, websites, Instagram, all that. Lay, yeah. lay that out yeah. for the people. Well, like I said, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, like I said, we're starting a YouTube channel. Uh, which we'll have we'll have more videos and stuff, full videos uh, within the next couple of months. Uh, like I said, my the links to all of our my my uh, online stores are on on our pages. Uh, they're in the bio section of each one of them. Uh, click the the link, man. If you hunt, if you rabbit hunt, if you coon hunt, if you squirrel hunt, if you deer hunt, anything you want to do, bird hunt, we got something for you, man. And y'all y'all like I said, be blessed, brother. Man. Delvin, I appreciate you taking the time, bro. We're going to have to get you back on, get you a little bit more um, updated, especially once you get that uh, YouTube channel and stuff going yeah, on, man. Yeah, we, man. We get you back on. I, I I like what you're doing. It's awesome. Like I said, I checked out your page. I like your page. I like, you know, the shirts and everything, man. So man, just keep it you, up. Brother, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. I, like I said, I've been watching everything you guys are doing as well, man. And you know, I, I'm, I love it because, like I said, you know, it's 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 all of what you what you've been what we've been expressing today. You know, I see I see all the young black hunters, man, doing their thing, man. It's just it's just an inspiration to me as well, brothers, to have you do those things, man, to reach out to all these other hunters, man. So I appreciate you for doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate yes, that. We're gonna talk soon, bro. Yes, sir. We'll do. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you. Brightland. All right, that was a uh, awesome bunch of knowledge dropped on us by Mr. Delvin Terry from the Houndsmen of America. We want to say thank you one more time to him for coming on to our show today. Uh, make sure you check out the Houndsmen of America on Instagram and all the things that he has going on. Really, really enjoyed talking to him and just getting to learn more um, about you know, hunting uh, with dogs and running dogs and just the training and stuff that goes into getting a dog ready to get out there and uh, run those rabbits or coons or whatever, you know, the game uh, that you're using the dogs for. As for me, before I get ready to get up on out of here, I just want to remind you guys, BryantLandCountry.com. BryantLandCountry.com is the website. Everything Bryantland, one-stop shopping, merchandise, videos, previous podcasts. Make sure you check out BryantlandCountry.com. That is my time for this week. I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here. Thank you guys again for checking out the Bryantland Show, downloading our podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a comment, a review, 
positive review, negative review if you don't like the show. Um, even if you don't like the show, if you just come back and keep on listening, I still appreciate you. Uh, so make sure you hit that five-star button for us. Until next week, like I said, I'm going to get on out of here. You guys have a great week and come back next week and check us out here on The Bryant Land Show.